Because we're always using the extreme when we, when we, when we do this about uh, how forceful we are. That's Senator Donald Plett debating a section of Canada's criminal code that allows for the physical disciplining of children. That on the bum isn't forceful. That's move. You're holding up traffic. And, and, and so we, we need to talk about what's legal now. When we talk- For decades, there have been a number of attempts to repeal this law, but so far, none have been successful. Some of the corporal punishment that I received, nobody would want to have. Senator Stan Kutcher is one of the people trying to repeal this law now. And I made a vow, as many others here probably did, that when I was going to parent, I wasn't going to do the same thing. The Globe's Marsha McLeod has been reporting on this issue and joins us from Ottawa. I'm Manika Raman-Wellms, and this is The Decibel from The Globe and Mail. Marsha, thank you so much for being here. It's great to finally have you on the show. It is. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I was, frankly, surprised to learn that that Canada still has a law that allows some physical discipline of kids. Uh, Can you just tell me, what does that law actually say? Well, first of all, I think you're probably not the only person who has some of that surprise. Um, But the law, what it says is, and I'm going to quote here, every school teacher, parent, or person standing in the place of a parent is justified in using force by way of correction toward a pupil or child, as the case may be, who is under his care if the force does not exceed what is reasonable under the circumstances. Hmm. Um, And that law has actually changed very, very little since uh, 1892. Um, when it was called, uh, it was labeled something a little bit different, uh, discipline of minors. And uh, the last line is a little bit different, but it's virtually the same. And you said s- since 1892, which is uh, when the, the criminal code was first established, right? Correct. Yeah. This is section 43 of the criminal code um, currently as it stands in the law now. Um, and, you know, whenever we talk about this section, there's an incredibly important Supreme Court case uh, in relation to it, which came down in 2004, it, mm. it did uphold the law, but it provided a number of limits on how it can be applied, basically defining what is reasonable or what the court at the time said was reasonable, um, because that is not defined in the law. And uh, what the court ended up coming down with is sort of a suite of restrictions, you know, that you, you can't hit a child on the head, you can't hit them with a belt, a ruler, another object, if they're younger than two, older than 12, not if a child has, say, a disability that inhibits their understanding, um, not when that adult is angry or exacting retaliation. They talk about how the discipline um, or the physical force that is used can't be, say, greater if the behavior that the child did was worse. Um, You know, they talk about their sort of line is that the force must be of a, quote, transitory and trifling nature. Transitory transitory and trifling? It's like, what is that? Like, I don't know, like passing and and minor, essentially? I mean, I think a problem with a lot of this is it's not exceptionally clear. Um, But, you know, something that basically the government of Canada has said in interpreting this and its um, information online about the decision is that, like, for instance, leaving a mark or leaving a bruise, that's not considered transitory and trifling. Who is who is the law protecting? 
It's a really good question um, because, as one legal expert said to me, part of the problem is that it is open to interpretation. And so when we have the language of a school teacher, parent, or person standing in the place of the parent, the Supreme Court has said very clearly that school teachers are not permitted to use physical punishment, some people call it corporal punishment, um, against students. So that was one really important part of the Supreme Court case. And so that leaves us with basically parents and people standing in the place of parents. What the case law has shown that person standing in the place of the parent means somebody who really has taken all the roles of the parents is fully standing in their place. So not a babysitter, um, not another relative, not a nanny. Um, and as well, there are separate regulations that prohibit foster parents from using physical punishment. Hmm. Why are we talking about this issue now, though, Marcia? So right now there are two bills, one in the House and one in the Senate, uh, to repeal Section 43. And both of those bills are very simple. They just say, repeal Section 43 of the Criminal Code. Hmm. And one of them was brought forward by Senator Stan Kutcher and another by um, NDP MP uh, Peter Julian. And both of these bills, um, they're not government bills. They've been brought by individual parliamentarians, and uh, both were introduced last spring. Many recommendations have been made, actually, for Canada to repeal this section of our law. Um, Going back to even 1976, when a Canadian minister said this law should be really studied for whether it it should exist in our country. Um, In 82, a government commissioned report uh, recommended repeal. The Senate itself, in a committee study, uh, recommended repeal in 2007. Uh, They said that should have been done by 2009. A U.N. Committee uh, on the Rights of Children uh, recommended in 2012 uh, that Canada repeal this, saying they were gravely concerned about the fact that it still exists on our books. So what actually is the argument then to to repeal Section 43? I think the big argument amongst both these parliamentarians as well as longtime child advocates is that, um, A, physical punishment doesn't do what um, perhaps the hope is that it would do, which is improve child behavior. That's what the research has uh, really emerged as being the consensus. Um, And as well, it's that research has evolved to show that it does harm children. Um, Mm -hmm. And as well, um, I think people would say that research has shown that banning physical punishment has led to its decreased prevalence in a nation. So around the world, there are 65 countries that have banned physical punishment. And what some Mm -hmm. research has shown is that there's been quite a significant drop-offs in its use, um, and not because there's been some huge uptick in um, criminal prosecutions. In fact, that's found to not have been the case, um, but rather because it's just the message is really clear. This is not permitted. So it's not like when this is when this kind of law is repealed, there's all of a sudden an, an influx of, of people being charged with with corporal punishment or, or physical punishment here. That's that doesn't seem to be the case then around the world. No, it doesn't. Um, and that's something that actually was uh, was one of the focuses of um, a 2021 review. It was a review of 69 studies. Um, those studies were from nine different countries. Um, and this was published uh, in The Lancet, a peer reviewed journal. And they found that there was no evidence that in the studies that they looked at, no evidence to suggest that um, banning physical punishment led to, say, an influx of caregivers into criminal justice systems. Mm -hmm. Um, And that study as well, they, they say, quote, you know, the overwhelming conclusion from the studies that we examined is that physical punishment predicts an increase in behavior problems over time. Can I ask you a little bit about that then? Because you talked about the harm it can cause children. And when you're referring to the increased 
increase problems over time. What does what does that mean? Yeah, there, there, and there actually is another really, um, really good uh, study, which again took a look at other studies, um, and specifically actually of what people would commonly refer to as spanking. Because I think one of the criticisms mm. of some of this research is, oh, maybe the research is just looking at very severe cases of physical punishment and saying, oh, that has harms. So this study in particular really tried to look at like cases where they called sort of like normal spanking, what people would just indicate as sort of their run-of-the-mill understanding of that. And um, here's what they found, that spanking was associated with more aggression, more antisocial behavior, more mental health problems, more negative relationships with parents, negatively associated with lower self-esteem. Um, and they say the largest um, sort of thing they could determine was that the more children are spanked, the greater the risk is that they will be physically abused by their parents. Wow. Okay. Hmm. I understand also that the idea of repealing Section 43 came up uh, in the 94 calls to action of the, the TRC, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Uh, can, can you explain that? Yeah, and and just maybe for folks for whom uh, this is a really sensitive topic, I am going to just I'll touch on in some detail instances of physical abuse in residential schools. If you want to skip ahead a little bit, but um, I think the the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in 2015 it made repealing Section 43 one of their 94 calls to action uh, because of the history of physical abuse in residential schools. And you know when I'm talking about this, you know, sort of so-called discipline. Um, I think we're not talking about a slap on the wrist. Uh, what we're talking about in the context of residential schools is abuse that led to physical injuries, uh, children who were subject to discipline that at the t- even at the time would not have been tolerated for non-Indigenous children, um, beatings with you know riding whips, yardsticks, hockey blades, often with public humiliation involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is really the context that the Truth and Reconciliation Commission was looking at. Um, and Murray Sinclair, uh, who who led the commission and later became a senator, uh, he said to me that it was really Section 43 that allowed those who were proven to physically abuse children in residential schools to evade consequences for that. Um, wow. And uh, it, in their look at this, the commission did say they called you know corporal punishment quote a relic of a discredited past, and yeah. that it has no place in contemporary Canada. Mm-hmm. And I guess the other thing that we think about here, too, is is like the rights of a child today, right? Like, is is this something that, I, I guess, when we're talking about this in a modern context, does this infringe on, on the rights of a child? I mean, that is something that is, I think, growing to be an international consensus. I spoke with uh, Sonia Vajito, who's a legal policy specialist with the Global Partnership uh, to End Violence Against Children, and she actually said, that given the fact that Canada has signed up to be a a pathfinding country, meaning that Canada has committed to action to end violence against children, she basically said, you would have thought Canada would, would have been a leader in this department. We'll be back after this message. So it sounds like people have been actually working to to try to repeal this for for a, a while, and it sounds like there's some there's some good arguments for that too. But what about the arguments on the other side, Marcia? Like, why why do people argue to keep this law on the books? I think in the past there's been pushback, probably from two groups you could characterize with with uh, very different perspectives. We'll say. Um, So on one side, uh, teachers groups in the past have come out against a repeal of Section 43. And just to be really clear, those groups have not been saying we need to keep Section 43 
so that we can maintain some right to use physical punishment. Um, the concern was that um, without Section 43, teachers could be criminalized for any degree of force, such as for, you know, breaking up a fight or kind of uh, ending some kind of um, bullying behavior, or preventing damage to property or protecting a child. So the concern was without the section, uh, teachers could be criminalized um, in the course of sort of protecting children um, or, or themselves. Hmm. Um, okay. So that's kind of one area. Um, and I would say the other very separate area is that there has been um, pretty intense pushback in previous years uh, from religious groups who describe efforts to repeal this law as really uh, an inappropriate incursion into family life um, and into the decisions of parents over how they choose to discipline uh, a child. I guess I just wonder, too, Marcia, is there any research on the other side that physically disciplining your kids can actually affect behavioral change or, or be beneficial in some way? I think the the line that I've read on that is is basically that there is no evidence to suggest uh, positive behavioral change. So, so you mentioned a, a number of other countries actually prohibit this. Uh, can, can you give us a sense, Marcia, like which other countries have actually taken that step? Uh, Costa Rica, South Sudan, Japan, France, Sweden. Um, just last year in 2022, uh, the two most recent countries uh, to do so uh, were Mauritius and Zambia. So yeah, it's it's there's a lot of countries that obviously have made this decision, um, sort of stemming back over the last couple of decades. Although it has picked up in recent years, and 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 Canada is obviously not one of them. Um, you know, we think about the rights of a child now differently. Uh, Canada signed the United Nations Conventions on the Rights of the, of the Child in, in 1991, uh, which is, you know, over 30 years ago now. It, that's a treaty that upholds the rights of kids under the age of, of 18. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I just keep coming back to the question, Marsha, like, why haven't we seen action on this? Why hasn't this been able to happen? There's a couple of reasons. Um, and this is a question that, again, I was asking people that I was talking to, like, you know, there have been 17 bills brought forward, even previous to the current ones I'm talking about now, wow. uh, to try and uh, repeal or, or somewhat amend this section. But most of them are just pure repeal. And um, they've all failed. Um, obviously, they've been, you know, um, brought by individual members of parliament. Um, but nonetheless, it does obviously suggest this is something that keeps coming up and keeps coming up. And something that... Um, Sonia Vijito said to me, um, again, she's with the Global Partnership to End Violence Against Children... What she said to me is, you know, many of us were hit by our parents. And so to question this, it means to question our parents. It's about, you know, our societies. It's about our habits. It's about how we parent, how we were raised. I think, and a lot of people I spoke to said this, that it's a it, it's a personal issue. It takes place in the home. Um, people have strong opinions on it. And I think also something that people said to me and, and uh, is that children don't vote. Uh, they don't get a say. That's something that actually a number of people um, brought up to me. And I think part of that, too, is that the research says is that countries are kind of held back when their laws contradict um, the messaging they're trying to get out. So in Canada, the federal government says, you know, we don't condone physical punishment. This is not a positive parenting technique. Um, you know, this isn't something that you should use with your child. However, in public materials uh, that are, you know, online right now, they do say, however, basically, if you do choose to physically punish your child, these are the regulations within which you must stay. Hmm. Yeah. And so, Marsha, what are people telling you? Like, is, is there a sense that, that things might actually change this time around? 
I think in many ways there is, that the parliamentarians are hopeful that this moment is a different one. They say even since like, you know, 2015 or 2018, when this was last extensively debated in the Senate, um, they feel that the increased awareness of the calls um, to action, um, they feel, you know, the world is really moving on. More countries are moving to ban uh, the physical punishment of children. They say the research has moved on um, and they just really feel like this this is a different time and it may result in a different outcome um, than all of the efforts uh, previously. Marcia, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today. Of course. That's it for today. I'm Manika Raman-Wilms. Our producers are Madeline White, Cheryl Sutherland, and Rachel Levy-McLaughlin. David Crosby edits the show. Kasia Mihailovich is our senior producer, and Angela Pachenza is our executive editor. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.